All right, roll for initiative. The only way to win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a roll again. Tabletop, lock, motion, everything in between. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your RPG. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is Carrie the Legend. I am. And Jason the Favorite. Yay, I'm also the one who is looking at the, the new mounting system for the new microphones. You're the only one. I'm yeah. staring at it. I like <laughs> when you say mounting system. Well, it's a mounting system. It's a system for mounts. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So we are tonight recording live, but not live. We're we're recording. Well, we're live for the unedited. Very, that's right. For the very first time, we are using the new Rodecaster Pro. Right. And uh, hopefully, it sounds good. We'll see. Mm. We shall see. It Is it like Road Scholar? No. Like driving on a road? Nope. Hmm. We have a Patreon. Okay, let's hear about it. So uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you'd like to to give a few dollars every month to help keep the show on the air, it pays for our equipment. Uh, and it, it also buys us dinner before we get started recording because we record late at night. Woo. And if it didn't buy us dinner, we wouldn't be able to record. Because we'd be hungry. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it, it pays for our, our hosting and all the internet's parts. Uh, that come along with that. And, and our uh, mics and our yeah, new yeah. board. And- so it's super cool, but we need your help. And so we would love it if you would go to patreon.com slash podcast to become a patron. And if you do, you get a thank you on our website, honorrollpodcast.com. And also, if you uh, go to di- some of the levels of backing, you get to uh, have your name on the podcast. You'll Shout be a, it out. You'll be a wizard. A, sh- a wizard? That's a our wizard. First- a wizard. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yes. A wizard. Okay, here we go. All right, so our first wizard is Cameron Pruitt. Oh, yeah, we got to go through all of them now. We can't do this for every single person. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, no. Cameron is alphabetically superior to everybody else. That is true. Yes. That true. is true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Wow, this is where this is going to go. Okay, Sarah's we've just got, pointing at me because it's my turn to read. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we've got Joe Hines with Lost, From Lost Colonies. Colonies. Yeah, that is a LARP. It is a LARP yep, in the you DC are correct. area. People should go to the Lost Colonies LARP in yeah. the DC area. That's right, and, and colonize the Lost LARP places. Colonies. Yes, um, we've got Ryan Martin, who Ooh. who I haven't seen any new food lately. I so haven't. I'm, I'm a we need to look that dis- up. Disturbed. Yeah. Um, Drew Stevens. Right. Yay. We have Josh Heath, oh. who does like 800 million projects that That's I can't true. name them. How, how is the Werewolf uh, uh, podcast going? Uh, it is not happening right now because I have like 800 million art projects happening. Oh, that's paying work first. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got Joel Eastland. This guy's got to give me a little something here. Well, every time, I, every time I say something about Joel, y'all are like, eh. I'm like, I repeated what you said last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we have Noah Coltrip. What about Noah Coltrip? Sorry. It's okay. 
But this week, I will tell you where Noah Coltrip is. Where is he? He is at the New England Carousel Museum in Bristol, Connecticut. This guy likes museums. Yeah, he does. It's located humbly between New York City and Boston, nestled in halfway in between those two cities. <laughs> this little carousel museum inhabits an old restored hosiery factory. It's... <laughs> A, sh- a short pit stop here will get you an exclusive look at the colorful history of carousels. You didn't know that the carousel had that much history, did you? It's very entertaining. <laughs> carousels were first conceived as a way to train knights on horseback riding and sword Wait, fighting. No, really? It's true. Are you lying? No. Is Noah lying? The original working carousel <laughs> dates back to 1914, and it's in the museum. In their, It's the Bushnell Carousel Park. Wait, they were training knights then? It's family-friendly really variety can't. and a photo op, Jason. A photo He actually calls me out. You can actually go next door and watch the artisans at work as they restore other antique carousel horses from all over the country, and the fun doesn't stop there. <laughs> this museum is connected to the Fire Museum, featuring antique firefighting equipment and a small museum of Greek culture. I thought that it was going to be a different kind of fire museum. I We're like, it. and here is the places that have burned down. Or, or like, just fire. Like, <laughs> like... Here's some fire. We're going to put this fire here. Here's some fire. With this other fire. This this fire has been going on for 50 years. We just keep feeding it. It's like the eternal flame. It is. Salim Halabi. Did we do him? (laughs) No, yeah. Thank you. No. Okay. Anyone else? Um, And then we have... I took that one for you, Jason. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Ryan Galeato. Oh, hello, Ryan Galeato. We're working on our levels, everybody. That's for Ryan Galeato. It's too loud. You're just a whiner. Nobody likes a whiner. I have things to do. Okay, so. Anybody else? That's all we have. That's all we need. Oh. We have a big empty place in our heart. Oh, my god. Where a certain someone was and is no longer there. But maybe her credit card will get fixed. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> so professional. No, no. no. She, she told me she was having somebody... Her credit card. Maybe got, next month, Stella. Yeah. She will just magically yeah, return. The, 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 you know. Yes. That's what I say, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I would be contributing to Patreon, but my credit card's all messed up. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and maybe get a shout out or some we'll, free stuff like postcards and things like that. And we'll, at the $1,000 a month level, we'll fly to your house every month. And run a game. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, it doesn't matter. Let's go oh. on. What's next? I ain't flying nowheres. Yeah, not for a thousand dollars a month. No, no, he wouldn't. Negative. Oh. I'll fly though. Yeah, it's true. Me and Korea run you a game. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting right here at this table recording a podcast. So, what have you been up to, Jason? Uh, well, you know, I've been reading the Gun Belt. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's okay. Yeah. I had to look at it to remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading through the new playtest packet so I can give my uh, opinions and hopefully trick you into rewriting the entire thing again. Well, all right. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. That's I would like to point out that you're an asshole (laughs) because I have lost three years of my husband's life to this project. And if you make it last longer than it needs to, then it needs to. It needs to last until it's perfect. What have you been up to, Carrie? Whoever you are? I thought she was going to call you Jerry. 
Jerry? I'm, you know, I've been called worse. Jerry Marie? <laughs> Jerry Marie. Oh, goodness. Um, I am having a very, very stressful art week. So. Right? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Well, you that. did quick cocaine, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be doing a lot more art if I didn't. Well, it's um, very popular among artists historically. Yeah, historically. Uh, no, I've been uh, commissioned to do a sports poster. Okay. But I know nothing about sports. <laughs> well, uh, what sport is it? Uh, football. Football. Soccer. Uh, uh, soccer. Soccer? Yes. Mm. You um, know, that's the one where they kick a ball and pretend, pretend to, to be, be hurt. hurt. Yes. Like, literally, that's all I know about soccer right. is what I learned from uh, Teen Titans Go. So it's not going well. I, you um, know, your sketches did look really good. Uh, the problem is, every time I look at a picture of someone, like, jumping and kicking a ball, when you draw that, it looks like they're being thrown, like that's, a superhero throw. That's that's what it's supposed to look like. But, but, it, but the problem is, because I don't know soccer, that's all I'm seeing, so I'm having a hard time connecting to it. Okay. Um, and so, like, that's been really weird, and... Um, I just got an email from the city. The city is doing a um, an, a big art project that they're asking a bunch of the local artists to be part of. And so now I've got to do a proposal for that. Um, so now I've got to figure out what I want to paint on my giant duck. I think we should do it. Oh, it's paint on a duck. It's paint on a duck. I really want to do the tree that grows I know. one day. One day we will do a giant tree that grows, but you know. So I've got that, and I've got a bunch of other little stuff. I got two new shows yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good, but stressful. Like, ah. Success kills us. Uh, anyway. It's much easier to kind of mildly fail. I'm feeling very much alive these days. Not, oh, is it because no. you... It's because... Because he's not successful. Success kills you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Ryan? I've just been working. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. I, you know, is this something you can talk about at all? You know, I, I can kind of work around it a little bit. Uh, you know, my day job is I work in public relations and communications, and mm-hmm. part of that job is crisis communications. And uh, and so we are in the healthcare industry, which means we are kind of uh, a part of everything that's going on with the coronavirus outbreak. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, yeah, here. Wait, is mm-hmm. it this yeah. one? <laughs> no! Update! No. Oh my god! Oh. Okay, I'm gonna loan you a Sharpie. Coronavirus? Uh, oh, oh uh, I've got a story. What? Legit at work, somebody comes in and is like, you know, that <laughs> coronavirus, it was released by the government. No! Oh my god. Absolutely! Absolutely! Oh, no. Hand on my heart, this guy's like, Yep, population control. Oh, goodness. Wow. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, so I worked 60 <sighs> hours last week, which, you know, is, is doesn't a, seem like much. Well, <laughs> it's a lot when that's not what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's been my life. But we did, we got to go see uh, a movie we saw mm-hmm. onward. Is it good? Yeah. Um, I was disappointed because I thought it came out next weekend or I would have went to see it this weekend. I thought it was just all right. It, it's what? It's good. But um, it's got a Coco's better. Well, uh, they'll they'll never beat Coco. But, but people are saying that it's better than Coco. I will beat not. them up. <laughs> yeah, individually. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> problem I think with with this one is that uh, the the first the first forty five fifty minutes is is a little uh, um, without without some direction. Yeah. Ah, it, it's not real it's muddled. Yeah, it meanders. Yeah. It meanders. Which Coco is never like that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. 
It's nope. like poetry. There's nothing left well, you that know the, does not need to be rebuilt. The first 90 seconds of Up is the greatest two-hour love story film ever, ever Absolutely. made. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like, I know that they are capable of, of right. focus. And I just feel like the first hour of this movie just it never, it doesn't focus. Um, and then, you know, the, the second half of the movie is stellar. They bring it all together exactly sure. right. And, and it goes great. But, I mean, you know, they're known for their endings. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, they're up. also known for their beginnings. No, you, Up is really the only one where you go oh, with a good beginning. beginning yeah, really I, good. I really Name another. enjoyed the. Well, I mean, nothing is going to be the perfect beginning of Up, but I really enjoy the beginning of Coco. I thought it set up the movie perfectly. It's good, but I well, it's it doesn't make I mean, you go oh yeah right. Oh. It's because they're saving that. Oh god, <laughs> Coco man, I Ooh. I lost it. Like I was such a mess after uh, Coco. One night when I was on night shift, I watched. I was, one of the people that I worked with had never seen it. So I'm like, well, you've got to watch this. I'm yeah. like, we don't have anything to do for the next two hours because we're sort of just here in case something happens. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I've got it. You know, I pull my tablet out. So we're going to watch this. And I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Also, I am going to cry at about the 30, 45 hour, an hour and a half mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm going to cry right at the end like a baby. Mm-hmm. And the person is like uh, kind of real tough. Right, and they're yeah. like, it's nah, it'd be whatever. Fine. And then, but they like these kind of movies, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we watch it, and I'm just like weeping the whole movie, right? Yeah. Especially because I've seen it before. Yeah. So you so know I it's can, coming. Well, not well. Oh. It's one of those movies that if once you've seen it once, and then you go back and watch it again, you're just like, oh, I see what's going on. No, it's coming. I know no. what's happening. I know why these things are happening. I right. Know why and so I'm just like at the end and I look over and this person is just, you know, like crying Balling. like crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> silently, silently to hide it. Oh. Good times. <laughs> it's so good. What if the first, what if the beginning of Up was, what if they make a movie that's the beginning of Up and the end of Coco? <laughs> so could we handle it? No, no, we could. Good times. Let's go to combat rounds. There should be like a Pixar role playing game. Huh. Right, well, what's that, uh, Tunes? There's Tunes. Tunes is good. But it's not as sad. We beat Pixar. All right, welcome to Combat Rounds. I played, th- I played tune, Tunes once. Is it good? Yeah. I've I've never heard it's good. I've never played it. You know what? That's not true. I played it twice. I played a double-layered chocolate cake, and and I played a martini glass so I could have an olive in my head. Oh, I like it. (laughs) How bizarre. It was awesome. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. So today, we are going to be talking about playtesting new games. Ooh. Well, you know, this is a really great topic for us right now. Thank because you. I picked it myself. You're playtesting a new game, right? <laughs> That's right. I am, yeah. I am uh, uh, you know, everyone who listens to this show knows I'm developing a game called The Gun Belt. Thegunbelt.com. And so we are in the process of playtesting. We're about to release a playtest to the public, as Jason knows, because he's been reading it. Yes. Uh, and there are a lot of other games out there that people are are trying to create and, yeah. and playtest. And so we thought, let's talk a little bit about what it's like or what the strategies or thinkings should be if you are someone who has created a game and wants to run a playtest. And then we'll also talk a little bit about playing in a playtest and what, as a player, you should be kind of thinking about and focusing on. Because it's different. Yes. Yeah. And so we're going to talk for a second about uh, some of the things that we have playtested so that 
that folks know, you know, what kind of our experiences have been with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I obviously have, have ran, you know, seven or eight or nine, I don't know, a bunch of, uh, of play tests of the gun belt. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the three of us ran together a play test of by night studios, vampire, the masquerade before it came out before it was published. Um, and actually, I think it was the two of you ran it because I think I played it. Maybe you did. I, I remember that it was at the old venue. Remember, there's like an old creepy church place, yeah, but not a church. church. I thought they were a church. Well, it was. I mean, they were using it as a church, but I don't know that it was, it just was a storefront. A church, right? I, yeah, I think it was like a shoe shop this before. Was a surprisingly then. good venue for us, though. It was, mm-hmm. it was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? So I've played in a bunch of mushes that were beta testing. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I've uh, played in several play tests at different conventions and things. Um, nothing particularly of note, except uh, obviously we did a die laughing play test here That's on the right. show. Yeah. I forgot all about that. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That's yeah. why it's actually after doing that. It's why I backed the book because I had such a good time playing. Yeah, right. we did too. Right. Right. So what about what about you all? What have you, you know, Jason, I know, for example, you were part of even a development think tank, right? Right. You know, uh, when Bonnet Studios was not for Vampire, uh, the original one, I missed out on that one. But then I came in and worked on uh, the think tank for Werewolf, which, which is, it sounds like this really grandiose thing. But really what we do is you read over everything that they publish for Alpha Slices and their Beta Slice and stuff. And essentially you just say, hey, I don't get this. Right. Or uh, I think this is a little too complicated. Or this power used to work like this because you know Werewolf is a legacy product. Right. And I say hey, it used to work like this, and it works totally differently now. Consider that it might be confusing if it's the opposite of how it used to be. <laughs> right. Uh, and you know uh, some things that I've commented on, I've gotten to see change, and that was really cool. And other things, it was because of specific design choices that were outside the scope of really what I was commenting on, and it, it didn't, but I got to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And also, uh, for a while, I was on the Changeling one, but unfortunately, due to my... Uh, I got to read a bunch of stuff, and I commented on it for a while, but then my, my life kind of took over, and I didn't have time to mess with it anymore. So I, I was also on the Changeling think That's tank right, for a very short that. time. Because I thought, oh, okay, they'll send an email a day. No, no, it was, no, no. It was a lot. Yes. And I just, I had too much to do. Yeah. It's easy <laughs> to get overwhelmed. I was like, I'm running my own game. But I you've can't. been in the coolest playtest I've ever heard of. <laughs> so long, long, long time ago, I got to playtest a Shadowrun LARP. I would love to play in a Shadowrun LARP. It was so cool. And... We did nothing that was helpful. Because you just your characters. Because we were all so excited about playing Shadowrun and like right? you know, we were all decked out and everyone was like, Here's my keyboard and, <laughs> you know, like it, it like it was so ridiculous that we all just like walked around calling each other chummer. You know, and and, and we didn't do any runs and we didn't You just get hung any, out in the, the we, bar uh, Yeah, all like do you know, being characters and it was so funny because when it was over, um Sprite who used to work for FASA, was helping run it. And he was just like, I'm glad you all had fun. I'm glad you had fun. You've been zero help to me. Zero help at all. Um, but it was so much fun. But there's a lesson there, and we can yeah. talk about that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, we will. We, we also worked one more. The Huddle Folk. Me and Carrie did that one, yes. and you were busy or something? I, don't I watched one. Carrie's table. Yes. You watched Carrie's table. Very important it was job. At a, it was at a convention, so yeah. Carrie had an art table. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's that was okay. that that convention I did not do well. 
Yeah. It was a ton yeah. of fun, though. It was, it was a great convention. The fact that we all lost money. Yeah, we lost lots. But it was, yeah, it was probably the best convention I've ever been to and the worst business. Oh, we were so in the red. Yeah. It was oh, in the it was red. Crazy. But yeah, uh, Huddle Folk. Huddle Folk by Huddle Folk. Uh, Joe Chernova. Yeah. And then we also, Carrie and I play tested uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse. When it was, uh, oh, that's being, right. Yeah, I when, it was, about that. when it was play tested by the the designers from By Night mm-hmm. Studios at Midwinter back, you know, well, and we did that paper play test where we all designed characters and threw a few chops at uh, the first. Uh, it was the first convention for Underground Theater, and it was when they were trying to. They did Nashville by Night. Yes, yeah, yeah we did it twice. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and what was that like? Two thousand. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, it would have been be, five years ago. Yeah, so, no, more than that. <laughs> more than that, six. But I mean, we've we've been part of all of the By Night Studios alphas. We've yeah, that's we've true. done Werewolf, Vampire, Changeling. We Man, helped run. Yeah, we did that at one of their official um, play tests. You know, so we've we've done all that. They, yeah, I, I started fun. to go. There's two more, and then I was like, no, they haven't. They don't have books for those. They don't have it yet. <laughs> there is no. They haven't done the Mage play test yet. Yeah, no, never mm, in the book, nor the or the Wraith. No Wraith. I'd like to do a Wraith no, game. No, no Wraith. You don't like Wraith? Is it too uh, sad? Wraith is so depressing. Yes. When you play it right, it's yeah. so depressing you can't play. Oh, that's what I like about it. No, gosh. No. So let's talk a little bit then about what it is like or or what you need to do or think about if you are somebody who is going to be running a playtest. So what's okay, the top yeah. of the list? Well, I think the very if first... If there was an itemized list... Oh my gosh. So really, I think more than anything else, there are two things that I think are of the utmost important if you are running a play test. Okay. The first is have an elevator pitch. So obviously, what's your elevator pitch for the gun belt? Robots and alien cowboys riding dinosaurs in an interstellar wild west world without wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Got a lot but of yeah, I mean, there it's good. Yeah, it's still it's still short and fast. You know, the point is you need to be able to explain your entire game in one or two sentences because uh, people at conventions have no time. Yeah, you know, right. they are always ready to move on to the next thing, and if you can't just say, "Hey, do you like cowboys?" In and space? Do you like? Do you like? <laughs> do you like robots and alien cowboys riding dinosaurs in interstellar wild west worlds without wheels? Ooh. Right. If you can't do that, they're gonna keep walking. Isn't that like a really good design philosophy too, though? If yeah. you can't pitch your game in one sentence, you well, got to start over. But it's true of anything. Anything creative. I mean, if you if you write a book and you're gonna try and get a you know, get published, you've got to have an elevator pitch. If you're going to gonna Quick, make a Quick, what's your movie. elevator pitch for art, Carrie? Well, well no, wait. I'm sorry. I keep thinking, at one convention Ryan and I were at, we were seated next to a novelist. Yes. Who was clearly flustered because no one would listen to her elevator p- pitch. Because she didn't have an elevator pitch. It was like a moving sidewalk pitch. Like, it went on and but, on but and what, on So and what and she on would do, on. though, is they'd walk by, she'd just go, Hey! And they don't, you know, because you jump ah, at because someone's just, yelling at you. Right. And then she go, do you like to read? And, and of course, people are going to say yes, because yeah. you're not going to say no. No, nah, I'm out. And <laughs> then she'd hook them and pull them in. And they were always like, no. Gun shy. Yeah, they were like, please let us and go. And it was so clear they had no interest in her. Oh, yeah. at all. No interest at and all. And so, like, when it started with Ryan, when they walked by our booth, you know, they'd leave sure. hers and they'd be running. Ryan would go, hey. Do you like to use your eyes and look at things? <laughs> right. So one of the things you have sorry, to sorry, sorry. One of the the one of the purposes of an elevator pitch is to immediately and quickly convey what you the essence of your project 
the, the play test that you're running mm-hmm. is. And you're doing that for a couple of reasons. The first is because it's like your sales pitch, right? Yeah. You're, you're immediately going, is this something you would like? Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also because you don't want, and we'll get to this in a few minutes, but like you don't want someone who hates Westerns play testing your Western game. You're wasting both of your time. You're wasting right. everybody's time. They're going to not enjoy it. So it doesn't matter. And so what you, so by conveying that quickly, you're also giving them an opportunity to go to bow out. Eh, no. Yeah. Not, not cowboys. Sorry. Thank you. Wait, wait. In space? No. <laughs> yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You had me at dinosaurs and you lost me at interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, it so it's intrastellar. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever you want it to okay. be. But it's, it, but that's, that's important. And then on top of the elevator pitch, I think the other thing is that I couldn't stress enough is practice running it. Like take your local group of friends. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever your play test is, run the hell out of it. So basically play test the play test. Yes. Okay. It's, uh, it's really important to, to make sure that people, um, you know, you're, you want them to be critical of the parts you want them to be testing. Right. And so you don't want to sc- screw up your story or whatever it is you're, you know, like you don't want to break things that, that aren't really being tested. That, yeah, that makes sense. You want your mechanics tested. You don't want someone to be like, well, I don't like dinosaurs. Right. right. So, so it's all about uh, if they don't care for your theme, they're not going to be able to test it properly because mm-hmm. they're going to be more concerned with that than they are with any kind of mechanical or setting issues that you'd like to work on. Yeah. I think that it's important too, if you want somebody to come to your table or, you know, to, to play your game, you need to have, uh, have good signage, you know, like, so, so you had a word for this earlier uh, when well, we were talking off the air. What's, in, the, what's in the, the technical word? In the PR world, we call it collateral, right? <laughs> and like the damage that happens. <laughs> right. But all collateral means is it's just the print materials that, that you're using to, to promote or invite or, or, there were or market. There and spreadsheets right? and posters everywhere. Your business cards, all of those things. That's all collateral. And okay. so it's important that you have good collateral because, you know, there are two ways Typically, you know, there's two ways people find the table you're playtesting at at a convention. We're talking about table topping. Sure, uh, but even a LARP, and, and if you're trying to pull people in. Yeah, at a LARP mm-hmm. too, because LARPs a lot of time get free tables in the mm-hmm. the dealer halls and stuff. Uh, and so, what do they call those? Fan, Fan tables. tables. Yeah. So, anyway, you want good signage. You want a big sign, whether that's you've paid, you went to vistaprint.com and got a banner. Vistaprint.com. Brought to you by. No, right? you know, no we wish. No free ads. No, no free, free ads. ads. Uh, but you want to, um, you know, maybe you go to vistaprint.com and you have a banner printed or you just make a sign on some poster board or you print some stuff out on a, you know, but you want it to. You just want to make sure that it's clear. It's clean. People will know what it is. You know, it's like it does you know, we're, we, what nice. we, we don't mean that it has to be um, professional grade. But it should right. be as nice as you can as make nice it. As nice as you can make it, yeah. But I'm saying, like, don't, like, spaz out if you can't, uh, you know, hire a... You don't have to spend $5,000 right. getting something professionally printed. Right. But the nicer you can make it, the better. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, it needs to be a, attractive in some way to get people to come to your table. Yeah. Uh, and then I also think, you know, think about giveaways. You know, it's always nice to... If somebody's about to spend two hours testing your game and they're going to mm-hmm. give you feedback. Like they, die. they are working for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, that was one of the big complaints that, that a lot of people had in the LARP world when, with some of the alpha slices as some of the, the mind's eye theater stuff, as it came out, people felt like, 
Like, you know, you're you're giving that to us and we're doing all the work by playtesting it for you and we get nothing out of it. Oh, right? Well, that's frequently because- they paid to play in those games. <laughs> right. And the ones at the big convention. And they yeah. didn't let people even take their character sheets home. Because you had to they needed to look at them. Yeah. Right. And so um I I'm not saying that that I'm not saying By Night Studios did anything wrong there. I'm just saying recognize There's that, an opportunity here. Recognize that people mm-hmm. are gonna feel like they are doing some work for you because they are. Right. Yes. And and reward that. That's all. Even if it's candy at the table or something, right? Give them some candy. Drinks. Give them. Give them. I I have postcards with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like old Autobahn. Oh. Autobahn <laughs> Zoological Society cards. Yeah. With like some of the creatures from the Gumbelt. I, oh, I give those. Oh, that's what out. those are for. Yeah. I didn't. I've not sat through one of those playtests. So I had okay. no idea. <laughs> uh, I give those out, but you know, so basically, the, give something. Give them something. Uh, so that they feel like they... Well, and also, if you give them something, that means that they have the name of your game. Mm-hmm. They usually have, then, a Facebook group that your, they can... Or your website. Your website, you know. So, wait, are you telling me you're marketing to your playtest group? What? Thegumbelt.com. <laughs> <laughs> no free ads. Yeah. Never. <laughs> also, and this is... Carrie mentioned this. Don't panic about your art. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't... Nobody Nobody is coming up to your playtest table expecting you to have a finished game with, you know, Steve Ellis art. I mean, if you can get Steve Ellis... Then do that. Yeah, do that. Right. But if you can't get him, get Carrie. Next, just the one <laughs> right underneath. Him, then Carrie, then Bradstreet. <laughs> and then one of those comic book guys that draws nothing but abs. Oh, goodness. Then the old masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the the big thing is people are playtesting so they know that it's not a finished game. Right. Uh, it right. doesn't hurt to have a logo finished, though, mm-hmm. so that your signage will look nice. Logos are important. Yeah, but but artwork is not. And even if, the truth is, even if it's not your final logo. If it looks good, it's eye-catching. it looks good, that's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Uh, but don't panic about art. Nobody's expecting that. They're there to playtest your game. Mm-hmm. They're not there to look at your rule book. Uh, I would say, though, as far as that goes, um, make sure that the what you are giving them, and this goes back to the collateral a little bit, if you have any hands out, handouts or a character sheet or a little rules packet you're letting them keep or look at or whatever, they don't have to be professionally designed, but make them a Word document in a font that is easy to read, <laughs> double space it, just make it simple and clean. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so I don't know anything about fonts. What's the one I should pick? Comic Sans. Comic Sans! It is the darkest of fonts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's based I'm, off one of the darkest comic books of all time. I am not a, 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 a font person. A font person at so all. So you're a font person, right? I like fonts, yeah. He, he weirdly so likes like fonts. Times New Roman all the way? I, you know, the truth is, honestly, if you want somebody to be able to read it quickly at your table with little to no help, you want to use what's called a sans serif font. So just any of those? So that's a that font. Look silly. It's a font that doesn't have the little ticky marks off okay. the, leg, the legs of the letters. Uh, I, I would recommend that you use something like Arial or Helvetica. Just be simple. A nice, simple block letter that they can just quickly look at and and go right ahead with. The reason why I ask is because I have literally no idea about that sort of thing. And it's really important if yeah. you have something that looks, what you think looks nice and fancy, but it's unreadable. Right. Exactly. In, in a way that you don't understand that it's unreadable. I will say it, that it is one of the things that is so different between Ryan and I. You like, like fancy fonts? No, like I don't get font. I'm like, whatever, if I I can read it, I can read it. And he will spend 
hours picking out like the perfect font. And I'm like, mm-hmm. looks great. There is a, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's like, but you'll spend hours picking a color. Right. But I mean, like, it just, it cracks me up because I'm always like, I, I don't care. There is, I don't, a, I don't care. there is an art to the science and mm-hmm. a science to the art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'll also say that I don't understand either one of them, but I can tell when I like it. You know what I'm right. trying to say? Yeah. Like, yeah oh, yeah. that's nice for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have spent the time to do a little bit of layout work and you give the page a, a funky, fun background or something, <sighs> make then sure. Uh, mm. make sure that that doesn't obscure trying to read it either. So you're and, saying borders? Really cool. Uh, hold backgrounds that make the text unreadable? That's dumb. Right. But especially if, because uh, this is something that happens a lot at play tests, is they wait till the last day to print them. And of then, course. Oh, and then, that's great. And then they discover, then they discover that, the, that it costs like a dollar a page to print in color. And so they just run them off in black oh. and white. Oh, so now that uh, gently tinted background Suddenly is becomes black. black. Yeah. 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 And you can't oh, read no. And I'll tell you what, that happens not just in play tests. That happens in books, too. That's and, true. Right, I don't, you know, <clears throat> I, I do the the werewolf the podcast yes with josh i i rant about that all the time how hard it is to read some of those old yeah White like i'm just like this makes me so mad well you if anyone I'm... has anyone seen the new the star trek adventures oh, it's book? terrible is it terrible it's, oh, I haven't seen it's it. itty bitty tiny teeny tiny white letters on a, on a black backdrop it's horrific they were trying to be clever and make it look like the computer the screen, computer computer screen. screen. Yeah. Mm. yeah it was but bad what they did was made it really hard to read in Readable fact it was first it was so hard to read that once you buy the book you can actually email them and ask for what they call the printer friendly version and it's black text on white background <laughs> like when it's so bad that you have to release the book in a pdf with the different mm-hmm. design yeah free uh, pdf though right yeah. okay so what else do we have the first, this is a lesson I learned. Okay. Uh, running playtests is that uh, we, I thought, here's a great idea. I've got all these rules and I want them to be able to use them and stuff. So I'm going to print these little reference guide, you know, like a, a one page. Here's how you use stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of games do that now. Mm-hmm. A lot of board games do that now. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, but the problem is in, in a, when you're running a playtest like that, nobody's going to look at that stuff. They actually want you to teach them the game. What? They want you to teach them the game that you wrote and are asking them to play? Yes. As a favor to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I learned is that it is actually better to teach the game than it is to to reference the rules. But do you still give them the handouts? You know, I've... Gone back and forth? I go back and forth. Yeah. Because when I playtested, I liked having it because after I'd done something two or three times, then I knew, oh, wait, it's just right here. Right. Yeah. But I don't don't know. ask. Right, I don't time. have to ask this time because I know I've learned this rule. I just need to re- find the number. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I don't know though. And and you know when you're when you're actually running the game, I think it's important to uh, not just think about what the players are doing while they play the game, but you need to think about what they're not doing. So is that kind of one of those things where like I made these rules with the expectations that they'll do these activities and they're not doing them? So that means I didn't. I made a mistake somewhere. Yeah, it's like the old joke about about the original Vampire the Masquerade where it's like they made these rules so that you would play hard to protect your humanity and and then but none of the rules actually None of the do rules that. support that, yeah. right? And it's so like the ludo narrative dissidents. Right. And so you're looking at it and you're going, you know, what are they not doing? They're not playing to keep their humanity. Which because was, I got all these superpowers, I'm going to do that. Right. Like that mm-hmm. should have that should have been a, a flag in a playtest at some point. You know, it's, that's a complaint I read about D&D all the time. The first five levels, you feel like a weakling. And then it feels like the real game from five to ten. 
And then 10 to 20, it feels like you're playing something that it's completely unbalanced now and it's not as fun anymore right? as that middle part. Yeah. And they're like, why don't we make the game the, just the middle parts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you also have to look at how they're doing the things that they're doing. Right. You know, because I think that, uh, you know, players are going to are going to try and do things in ways that you did not expect them to. Right. And usually how you play a game is uh, based on how you are experience, experiencing it or how it is presented to you. And so it's important to look at, like, are they getting the experience, I think, that is being presented to them? Because if I'm, if I'm not, you know, maybe this game doesn't feel or, or look the way I think it's supposed to. Okay. I mean, that is design, is making an experience and it giving people the experience that you wanted them to have. Right. Yeah. So, what else? You, you, uh, you need to listen. <laughs> listen listen to those people who are playtesting your game. What? Even the jerks? Yeah. Listen to Trixie. Yep, here comes Trixie. Lay down, Trixie. No, you're just walking more. I appreciate the fact that you can still hear her in the roadcaster. Yep, there's nothing we can do about it. So, listen listen to them. If you're going to you're you're playtesting it so that they'll give you feedback. What if you don't like that feedback because you have these big ideas? Well, then fuck them. <laughs> Wait, wow. that's the opposite, right? No, right. don't yeah. do not do that. Well, one of the uh, you know, figuratively when, or literally. When you have uh, when you have six people playtesting your game at a table, right? And all six of them you finish the game and all six of them say, you know, I really don't feel like the firearms mechanics function well. So you had a, a story about that. You had a group and, and several of them complained about a, a specific rule and you figured out that it wasn't that rule. Yeah, it but was. Because you listened to what they were trying to say. You were able to track down the actual problem. Yeah, because the thing is, they are. Definitely, if, if you have six of your six people tell you there's something broken, something's broken. It may not be what they're complaining it about. It may though. not be what they're... like. It's kind of like when you, when you take your car to the mechanic because there's this loud knocking noise. <laughs> yeah. The loud knocking noise is not what's broke. It's the symptom. It's the piston or oh. whatever, you know, or the... Whatever. Ryan's throwing out that all the car words he knows. Right. Yeah, and we're it. done. <laughs> Brakes. Keys. Yeah. Mm. Ignition. Contact. Air conditioning. That is it. Yeah, oh, I got nothing mm. else. Uh, airbags. Oh, airbags. That was another one. But the point is, though, you know, if they, if everyone is telling you something's broken, something's broken, and you need to listen to that, and don't try to tell yourself, well, it's not broken. They just don't get it. You know, because then what's broken? That's your fault too. Isn't what's it? broken is that they don't get it. Yeah. yeah. If like you're not you, explaining your game well enough for them to get, you are not conveying the get. Mm -hmm. oh. So what if one of them's a huge jerk? Fuck him. Fuck no. him. Okay. Even even jerks have good feedback. So I, I actually have some stories about that. Please. Uh, Were you a jerk? No. Feedback? Well, yes, but <laughs> different times. Mostly about the gun belt. Uh, <laughs> but when I was running uh, uh, the UT Vampire game, I got people who told me that I was amazing all the time. Because mm -hmm. if you're in a position of authority, no matter how good you're doing, people tell you you're amazing all the time. Yeah, because they want free stuff. Or they Sometimes want they want free stuff, but favors. there's also a perception that it must be good. Because you're in and charge. And you must be doing a good job. Because I'm having a good time, regardless of whether the game's good or not. Right. 
So that must be at least partially attributable to whomever is in this leadership position. But the truth is they may just love their character. May love their character. They may love the local storyteller. They may love the story I'm telling just because it hits some button that they've always wanted. Right. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with how good of a job I'm doing. However, there was some real assholes over the years. <laughs> And the beauty of let's, a real asshole... Let's go down that list, shall uh, we? No. <laughs> we don't have enough time. Is that they'll tell you what they really think. And sometimes they're an idiot. But even that person who's just ranting at you, you can go, you know what? I really could have done that better. And I did, And without that negative feedback, you'll never improve. And, and sometimes it's just, okay, I needed to be aware that they feel this way. Right. I may not do anything, but I need to be aware because when one of those people who are raving about you constantly goes, well, I didn't really like that. And you're like, wait a minute, this jerk didn't like it, but then also this other Mm -hmm. person didn't like it too. I need to really think about this. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I also, uh, connected to that is take notes. (laughs) This seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Right. I've already written this entire book. You know, there was a, what, there is nothing wrong with assigning people pieces of notes to take. For example, when, when I've ran the gun belt play tests, I usually find someone in the group. Usually I try to find someone that I'm, I am friends with more than others or whatever or that right. I know would do it. And I just ask them, hey, would you just, every time somebody makes a roll, just write down what they roll. Like when we were trying to figure out target numbers. When yes, when you're working on the math. It was really important to find out what's being rolled when the skills and the attributes and everything are totaled up. Like where are those yeah. numbers falling? Because it's easy to figure out what die roll statistics are but when you start adding in skills and attributes and those sort of random numbers well even that stuff you could do the math but seeing it on paper over and over again yeah it it tells you the feel not just the math right and so so you know i'd have someone whose job was just like play your character play test this thing and also also, write down every number every time somebody rolls a die write down with it you know and and then i had so i would have somebody else write down you know like hey if we ever come up with a question that we don't have an answer to immediately would you just jot it down for me right like it's okay. People, yeah. people are people as long like as to help. Notes are being taken. It doesn't matter who's taking right. them. Right. And you know, maybe you just have somebody like a co-person. A, well, a, like if you have a writing partner, anyway, right. who's just going to sit there and just take notes. Right. I, I also know that uh, some playtest, uh, some people that are running playtest will actually just uh, record. Yeah. The yeah. playtest, so they can listen to it later. That works. That's what uh, Chris Spivey well. always does. Every mm-hmm. time he runs one of his games, really? he records it. Yep. He wow. recorded that night when we played. I, you were late and didn't see him get the, the re- digital recorder out. Interesting. Yeah, because he plays back and listens to his own self-running games and the sorts of ways that people interact with them. Huh. So that way he can hone his own skill at running, but also he can tell why people are doing the things they're doing in his game. Practice running it. Yeah. Right on. Right on. I think uh, um, the last thing then is to uh, get their contact info. Uh, is this about marketing again? It is, but it matters. Look, you just had six people at your table for two full hours. You gave them a little gift. You sent them on their way. Wouldn't it be nice if they would know when this game came out so they could yeah. buy it if they liked it? And you could be completely yeah. above board on that and say, hey, I'm going to put you on my mailing list. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Or you can even say, I'll send you one email when the Kickstarter launches. Right. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Or if it's a LARP, have everybody sign a sign-in sheet when they check in. Because that's the weird thing is like with a LARP, you would do it at the front end. Well, yeah, yeah, and it makes sense. Right. So I, th- I think that those things are important. In a, uh, if you're beta testing a, a mush, you know, maybe make mm-hmm. part of your character creation be that they have to submit an email address. Right. And yeah. it doesn't have to be you know. like their 
permanent with their real name or anything. Just some way I can get yeah. in contact with you easily. Right. Well, a lot of times uh, there's a way through the wiki. Right. And so, but, so part of that is just re- you require them to make a wiki, a wiki page, page mm-hmm. for their character. Yeah. Right. Any other any other thoughts on uh, on being part of a, a playtest from a designing standpoint? Like I, I have one thing, and it's because uh, I have I've not played in a ton of games at conventions just because my time usually gets consumed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But a few times I've played in games at conventions, and whomever was running it looked like they had not bathed mm. in quite a while, and they also smelled like that. Right. And I know it sounds really stupid, but if you're running your game all weekend, you're going to be stressed. Right. You're going to be trying to cram as many hours in as possible. And you're maybe going to let some things slide, like, you know, maybe you don't trim up your beard a little bit or brush your hair or wear as much deodorant as maybe you should. Shower. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Eat. Right. Don't be crazy looking at your table. <laughs> don't, um, don't be too stressed. Yeah, don't be too stressed because if you're not having fun running this game, no one else is going to have fun playtesting right. it. Um, be presentable. Th- the same thing goes actually for um, for when you're playtesting a mush. When, okay. a, when a mush is in beta. Right. If, if someone new logs in and goes, hi, everybody, I'm new. And your staff goes, ah! It's bad. You know, yeah. or completely ignores them. Ooh, worse. Or, yeah, just, just you have to be friendly. I'm not saying be fake friendly. Right. But, you know, you want these people to play in your game. Mm-hmm. You want them to test it out. You want to get feedback. Mm-hmm. Like honest feedback, so you have to be honest with them and polite at, at the very least. Yes, you're yeah. selling yourself as much as mm-hmm. you're selling anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So well, uh, you know the other thing uh, that I I didn't mention that's just kind of occurred to me though is that one of the things that I really liked that By Night Studios did when they did their alpha slices and their beta slice when they did those play tests. Yeah. Was there was like the werewolf games that we played. Like at the end of it, they handed out a piece of paper. That had like five questions on it, and they just asked you to like fill this out. Drop yeah, it just off. fill this out real quick and drop it off at our booth sometime during the rest of the weekend. Uh, you know, do that or like the the alpha and beta slices when they release them as PDFs, like the front page where it said, uh, you know, hey, send your feedback to this email address. Then it listed like the five ten questions like or the, something. the things was, they actually yeah, wanted to know. We are in, we are specifically trying to figure out are these things balanced. Does this work? How does this feel? And and they specifically said, "I'm tr- we're trying to figure this part out." And and I think that there's nothing wrong with directing your playtesters a little bit like that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, or let them playtesting. You're not right. Or let them do the a survey game. monkey when it's done. Right. Oh, well, yeah. like I just keep thinking, like if when I playtested Shadowrun, mm-hmm. if at the beginning they were a lot more specific about, you know, we need you guys to go on runs. Then we, you would have went on we, runs. Well, I don't know. I was so excited. You probably, probably would have. No. But, but I'm sure other people would have drugged me along then yes. to go do that. Uh, you know, and they instead, do call you off the rails carry. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if, if we had been a little bit more uh, focused, yes. right. we could have been helpful. And then there may have been a shadow run LARP. So let's, <laughs> so let's so talk. It's all your fault. It's all my right. fault. Well, let's Jumper. talk about playing it then. So, I mean, so the first thing about playing it is if you're, if you're playing in one, there is nothing wrong with asking lots of questions, including what is it you need tested? Yes. Oh, that's what <laughs> so it all comes back around. Maybe the playtester, the guy running it, the girl running it, or whoever is running it, maybe this they're person? maybe they're not gonna think to tell you. But there's but ask. What what is it that you think 
you need tested here. Right. I mean, it, it goes along even when you're running a, a regular game and you join a game and you go, what's everyone playing? What yeah. do we need? It's the same concept. So upfront questioning and honesty. It's almost like a, is good. the session zero oh, for, for, play for your playtest. Right? Yeah. And tied to that, I think it's also important to enter with the right attitude, which is that you are, it is not your, the expectation is not that you are about to come in and break the game for them. So I shouldn't be trying to figure out every mechanic that I can totally wreck everything they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're you're not, it's not you versus the designer. (laughs) That's out in the parking lot later. Right. (laughs) But you know, there's nothing wrong with knowing that like that we are in this together, right? This game works. If we're all having a good time, this game works. If we can figure out how to make it better. Mm -hmm. And, and so the but goal. if you do notice something broken, just tell them then, right? Right, but that's don't thing. exploit it, or, or yes. yeah, or hunt it down. Mm. <laughs> so we we have a friend who I'm not going to name. Actually, we have a few friends who do this. Yep. They will destroy games. Sure, they will shred games, even games not just play testing games, like mm-hmm. regular games, you know. And it's it's. That's not, I mean, maybe it's fun for them. But it's not fun for everybody. But it's not so fun for anyone. I, one of our friends that does that, and I can say his name. His name is John. Yeah. And our friend John, that's what he does. is He he takes mechanics, pours over them, and tries to min-max and break them in the best way possible. I asked him, I handed him the booklet and said, here, break these. See, because that tells you something about balance. Yeah. Game balance. Fair, fair. I did not have him do it in a play test. There you go. Yes. <laughs> right? Because break doing that during a pre- play test makes nobody have a good time. Yeah. The rest of the table is also miserable. So then. you're saying that's more of a think tank or a consultation, yes. okay, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Your job is to play the game and see where the hiccups are. So approach it from, with, from the right angle. Uh, connected to that too, I think, is, you know, don't uh, uh, make sure that you're playing the game that, that they present to you. Oh, so like if I have, uh, you tell me I'm playing a cowboy game, I should play a cowboy? Yes. Or somebody who uh, fits in this world. Right, exactly. You know, we're going to play test a vampire game. Awesome. Can I play a werewolf? No. <laughs> what you about a play, Klingon? You can no. play elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but this is something too, this is also not just about genre, but feel as well. You know, we've done episodes about, you know, playing the game that you you play the game being run or yeah, run and, run the game they are expecting to be playing yep, both yeah. right and I and I think that that applies in a playtest you know if you tell people hey this this game is supposed to be about romance and intrigue then it better be so let your character have a little romance and be intriguing right <laughs> <laughs> but we're you know, only that otherwise easy. you're not really testing the game you're testing something else that right. they're not interested in I would say what that might not even be part of the game right? right what you're really doing is just dicking around with somebody's idea oh you're wasting their fucking time and yes. being a real loser mm-hmm. okay <laughs> don't do it yeah and and also connected to that is stay on the rails Wait a minute. I should have player agency. I should be able to do whatever I want. I So this comes from, this is a personal experience. So I ran a play test of the gun belt and I had a player who insisted on not playing the adventure I was running. Every time a decision needed to be made, they made a decision that was so far outside of the box 
that it was like, are you even listening to what NPCs are telling you? You know, they just refused to follow any clues. Or if they found one clue, they refused to leave till they had searched every single inch of the house with 90 rolls to make sure that they didn't miss something. So, like, maybe that's fine in your local game. That's between you and your game runner. Well, as a LARP storyteller, I used to not care for those folks either. But well, that's, saying, a, that's a whole other... But that's between <laughs> the two of you at that game. Right. At a playtest, that is certainly not what they're looking for. It, yeah, yeah, and it, what it because did was... it's not about you winning this adventure. Right. It's about you playing it. And it did, bre- it did break the game. But what it did was it broke the it broke the game as in like the table of players playing. It didn't break the playtest. I right. didn't play that game, but I watched it and it also I mean like you talk about breaking, you know, it broke the the playtest. It actually shook Ryan. Yeah. That's true. I I yeah. watched Ryan get I was so rattled, rattled yeah. because he was just like, "Why aren't you?" I could just see the thought bubble of your head of going, "Why aren't you just doing this?" I just, just play this game. Play right. just play it. Um, you know, and that's not some of that, and and some of that I think it's important to note is because uh, I'm I'm already as the designer, or and this would apply to any designer play test running a play test of their game. We are already nervous. Because we want you to love our thing. I bet you blame yourself a little bit too. Right? Because I mean, it doesn't no, matter if it's you or not. He, well, he went home and poured over everything. What did I What did I know, miss? What did I miss? In fact, what didn't I explain right so that they knew fact, what they should have been doing? I've right. made changes to that adventure. To make it a little more to, clear? To make it so that the, the... Well, no. It was very clear before. No, I mean, but what I you're did... You're supposed to follow this. I, no, what I did was I created roadblocks to all of the routes that that this person tried to yes. railroad the game in. Mm-hmm. I, I basically like took out... I don't want to say I took out options, because I didn't take out options. There's still choices to be made. I right. just made it clear that there were choices that, that would then go nowhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you can still make that choice. Circling back around to, you have right. to listen to somebody even when they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, there was spots where they were like, I, I choose to go do this thing. Uh, and then when they went to do that thing, once they were there at the thing, I didn't, I, I didn't have a reason or a way to shut it down once they got there to start doing the thing. And so I created those. I, I boxed I boxed okay, it Okay, yeah, and that's okay. But I, I hate that I had to do that. I, I also have... think that, because I've played in games that you've run, mm-hmm. if you'd been running somebody else's game with your story... I wouldn't have you, been rattled at all. You would not have been rattled. No. Because you wouldn't be thinking, you're, you're having to do two layers now. Yes. Me as a storyteller, and also me as a guy who's designing this game. Right. And really, when you're running it for somebody, you just need to be doing the designer part, and... The storyteller is just enough to keep it moving so you understand what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. You just conveyance. Yeah. It's just conveyance. And so when, people need to recognize that well, when like, they're playing it. I think also people need to re- realize when you're running, when someone is running a play test for you, it's not Shakespeare. Right. This no, no. isn't going to be the best game you've ever played in. It would right. probably be a mistake for it to be yeah. that good. Yeah. You know, like you shouldn't fall. You should it's... not fall in love with your playtest character so much that you're like, I want to play it again and again. I don't want to play any other character. It's just a playtest character. I ran a I ran a playtest for a group of folks at a table of the Star Trek Adventure System back when they were first developing it, mm. and yeah. it was it Jeez. was a. It was a disaster piece, right? It was horrendous. Yeah, it was. Uh, and it was 
Not necessarily because their mechanics were bad, but it was because the way they had written them were horrible. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. And uh, and we still had fun because we just started ignoring it. Yeah. And it's also fun <laughs> to play Star Wars. Period. But, no, it was Star Trek. Oh, Star never Trek. mind then. Yeah, but the th- oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> but the the thing the the big thing with that though was that I wasn't I was just running the playtest. I wasn't also the designer. Right. Which is a different situation. And, yeah, it's just a whole like you said. You're adding a whole other level that it makes it it becomes a lot to to You've juggle. Got two stresses now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what else? Uh, I think that you should be careful to not just. Be a be, not just be a jerky critic. Like, don't just criticize the game. Uh, try and find positive outcomes. Uh, like, suggest how to fix the things you're noticing that are broken. Uh, and, and if you don't have a suggestion, just be kind when you point things out. But right. don't be like mom. Right, you mom's so good. Well, yeah, no. All no. the other boys are ugly. They're so ugly. <laughs> no, no. Be honest, but you can be kind and be honest. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be like, this game's crap. Well, no. that, thanks a lot. That's helpful. Well, yeah. it like is, it's a difference between criticism and, uh, well, no. Criticism and critiquing. Like, I need a critique of my work. I don't need you just to yeah. criticize me, mom. Right. Yeah. Right. And I also I had think... a different experience with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and with the exception of things like, like feel, you know, it, it, your opinion isn't as important as, as your, your critique. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, like I don't like cowboys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. This is not helpful, <laughs> right? It's not helpful at all. Yeah. But like, uh, the way your firearms mechanic works, it mm-hmm. feels clunky. That's okay. Like, I can't tell you why it's clunky, or right. or even that it is clunky. It just feels clunky. I didn't feel like I was having a good time shooting. Those are, shooting is a big part of your game, right? That's okay. But to mm-hmm. say, but but to say. I don't want to shoot. I don't like shooting. Yeah. That's dumb. Why did you play a shooting game? Right. When you get a free dot of shooting because shooting's so important. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, try to try I to don't f- like riding dinosaurs. Yeah. Do I have to ride dinosaurs in your dinosaur riding game? And and that's just, and that's the other thing is with your is don't try to change the game. Because that's also <laughs> not what you're you're there to do. Like you're playtesting the game, but not so that you could tell them that the game is a dumb idea. You're there to tell them whether or not the game they have decided to create works or not. Okay. That was one of the things that we encountered a lot in the, the various BNS think tanks. I'd be like, hey, this part here, I, I don't understand or I don't like or anything. And they say, this is a fundamental choice that we made about this particular design. So don't focus on that. Right. Because that's not going to change. That's a fundamental choice that we've decided. So you, what we really need you to do is thinking of this, knowing that that's a choice, how does this mechanic reflect that? Right. Instead of trying to rebuild it from scratch, because that's not what you're there for. Yeah. On the flip side, if every single person in your think that's tank... That's a totally different problem. Says, <laughs> yeah. says, I don't think that fundamental choice is right. Right. Maybe you should like, revisit If that. everyone's and like, just go back to writing the, dinosaurs yeah. is not good. I also think that it's important to say something nice. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's nothing nice? There is something nice. You can. Your logo is nice. This page layout is stunning. Yeah, this you is know the what? best WordPress I've ever seen. I really I, like the voices you made for your NPCs. Yeah. Oh. There, there's something you can tell whoever's running the game to make them feel like they didn't just waste your two hours and their two hours. You just need a little bit of a 
compliment in the middle of this shit sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's all the things that's wrong. Also, your also. nails are stunning. No, no. <laughs> Make sure it's about the, especially if it's a female running the game. Yeah. Do not compliment them. Have on. you seen Ryan's nails? Mm. That's true. You clear coat? I swear you do. And I think you should be, be honest though. Yeah. You know, and be frank. Right. Uh, don't, don't beat around the bush. Like if, if something doesn't feel right or didn't work, just say so. Straight shooting's always bad. I don't think that worked. Yep. You know, Pull the and, and that's okay. But there's a difference between being that way and being rude. Right. Yeah, don't be rude. The important thing I, I believe to remember as someone playing in a playtest is that you don't need to tell them their game is great because they already believe that. I that's why so. they're running it for yep. you. <laughs> so don't tell them their game is great. Tell them specifically a thing or two that you liked about their game and then tell them a thing or two that you didn't care for about their game. Uh, in particular, if it's something that didn't work. And I'll be honest, like the truth is I would much rather have run a play test for a table of five people and have all five of them tell me I hated your game and here's why. And I, I'm going to say this. I despise positive feedback. I hate it's it. not helpful. I hate it so much. No, it's not helpful. I, I spent years telling people, no, I really need you to tell me something I'm doing. Nope, you're doing a great job. I'm like, uh, that's not what I said. Right. And I, I guess <laughs> I need you to tell me something. To that end, I'd also say people running the play test, remember that you're doing it so people will tell you what's not working, which means yes. they're going to tell you parts of your game that suck. I hope so. Right. But play testers, like it's important. You have to tell them the parts of their game that sucks. It's why they're checking it. Right. It's the whole point. Yeah. So anyway, what else do we have, Ryan? I, I think the last thing is just as a as someone who's looking to to play test a game, just make sure that you're play testing a game that you would like. Don't play test something you wouldn't like. Mm -hmm. uh, come at it with the attitude that you are there to to make something better. You're there to make something better by pointing out, you know, and talking about the things that maybe aren't great and making suggestions to help make it better. And I think that it that you as a play tester. And you, as a playtest runner, play need, to, need to work together to laugh and have a good time and not take your playtest too seriously. Well, it's a collaborative effort. Something's going to mm -hmm. not work right. There's going to be a rule you don't remember. There's going to be something that just doesn't play out quite the way you planned it. And everybody just needs to try their best to have a good time so that when it's all done, it was fun and it was productive. Yep. Well, let's go to game rap. <laughs> now, I need a button so that Ryan can't hear what I say. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to game rap, my peeps. What's up, my peeps? Right on, right on. Well, yeah. listen, if you are listening to us at home, I hope that the, the new Rodecaster Pro uh, and our new mics did us well. We'd love to know what you think of the new sound, especially uh, if they are uh, nice comments. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playtesting our Rodecaster right. and the mic. <laughs> anyway, you can find you us... You can find us at honorrollpodcast.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash group slash honorrollpodcast. You can also go to Twitter at honorrollpodcast and, of course, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere in between. Stitcher. Stitcher? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And become a patron at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. Yeah. 
So let's go ahead and take a minute to uh, give out experience points. Ooh. Yay, Jason, you receive one experience point for attending That's tonight. the most I've ever gotten this yeah, year. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, and you get... I'm going to roll on the magical item chart here. Oh, look at that. A bottle of Purell with plus one versus coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. That is Purell good. is worth like $1,000. It's true. Yeah. That's pretty good. All I right. bet I get the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's how my rolls are. Uh, Carrie stole my joke. Uh, I, I think that happens a lot. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing now. Yeah. Got nothing <laughs> Carrie, you don't even get XP. Oh! <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what you I gotta roll these other dice. You, you get treasure seven. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Treasure seven. Okay. Ryan got the chart. I'm sorry. Right. I can't actually just, do that. I, one I actually just get the number seven. Get the no- from now on carries number seven. Oh. All right. Well, join us next week when we do a live play of the new adventure in Dungeons and Dragons called Why Can't I Buy Lysol and Where Is It At? Yeah. Jason has it all. <laughs> I do have it all. All right, well, I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. Carrie's the legend. Jason's the favorite. Until next time, remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. The only way to win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a road again. Tabletop, lot motion, everything in between.